Today's show is brought to you by Delicious Obsessions. Real food, real life, and real delicious. Deliciousobsessions.com. You're listening to the Mountain Woman Radio Show, which can be found on our website at treyerwilderness.com and also on iTunes. Welcome to the Mountain Woman Radio Show, where we are homesteading traditionally 100% off-grid today and offering preparedness and survival tips for tomorrow. Here's your host, Tammy Trayer. have so much going on out here. We have our garden in, and honestly, I am predicting a, an early winter. We had 38 degrees the other morning, so we're getting our hoops up. Mountain Man put the hoops up today so we can cover the garden with plastic and I've got my Amish wash line hung up today, so all kinds of good stuff going on. Really excited. And one thing I want to mention is I would love for you to go to treyerwilderness.com and join my newsletter. On July 15th, I am an officially published author. The Treyer Wilderness Cookbook, Homesteading the Traditional Way, Volume 1, is available. It's available for sale on our website and for joining our newsletter. The subscribers get it for free. So Be sure to pop over there and get your copy. And um, today I'm real excited. I have a wonderful guest on. I have Michelle Marine, and she's got a great story. So I'm just going to introduce Michelle here. Michelle, thanks so much for joining me. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Absolutely. Michelle also homesteads, and like I said, she's got a unique story. So I'm just going to give Michelle the floor and allow her to share her and her family's story with you. Okay. Well, thank you. Um, my name is Michelle, and I, I blog over at SimplifyLiveLove.com. And um, we we are in eastern Iowa. We live on five acres, and uh, we're, we've been living in a barn for the last two years. We, I guess I'll back up and start at the beginning. My husband was in, was in active duty Air Force, and we, li- we were living in Colorado Springs, and we had two young children, and we had decided that we needed to separate ourselves from the military. We wanted to raise farm kids, and we couldn't do that in the middle of Colorado Springs. Uh, my husband was originally from uh, Podunk, Iowa, and we decided that we would uh, move back there and uh, where his family was. And so we moved to Iowa in 2006, and we became uh, home builders. And then the market on the home building economy just vanished, mm. and there wasn't any market for what we were doing anymore, so we had to scramble, um, and that was when I really learned how to make do with less, yeah. so to make do with what I had. Um, I started uh, cooking everything from scratch. I started shopping secondhand. Um, we started doing a lot less than we had done previously uh, in our life, so the market came back. You know, things have improved quite a lot since then, of course. But it was that, that initial two-year period where we were digging out of the hole of starting a new business and having no market 
um, where where we really learn to become more self-sufficient in our own lives. Yep. Um, and at that time, we uh, bought five acres. We found a gorgeous five-acre lot that we loved um, just north of the little town that we had been living in. And for some reason, we there, there weren't hardly any homes on this road. There was one home that had this beautiful old round-top barn that was in really sad shape, and they were getting ready to burn this barn down. And my husband said, we can't let them burn that barn down. <laughs> we need to move it to our property. <laughs> Look at him. I thought, what are you talking about? Um, it turned out one of our employees, we had a couple of carpenters working for us at that time, and one of um, it was his grandpa who had built that barn. Oh wow! So uh, yeah, it was it was really this really weird quirk. So we looked into the feasibility, you know, of of moving this barn, and we found out it actually was was pretty doable. I mean, it, you know, it cost money to build any structure, right? Um, and we we were really intrigued with the idea of keeping something historic and um, instead of building a, you know, a metal pole barn or, you know, something that didn't really appeal to us at all. So we contacted a home building company about an hour away from us and they came out and they moved that barn. (laughs) (laughs) And that is sat there. Um, It was in really bad shape and it sat on our property where it had been located originally, it was kind of uh, pushed into the ground, mm-hmm. and we set it up higher out of the ground. And so it was sitting on these temporary supports. It didn't really have walls. Okay. It was just sitting on these temporary supports. And I don't know if any of you have been to Iowa, but it is, I, I swear, it must be one of the windiest places <laughs> in the United States. It is so windy. And that first winter, it sat there all winter long like that. And we, there were so many times where we thought that that thing would just blow over and be gone. And somehow it didn't. It stayed there. <laughs> and over, it took us probably a year and a half to build it. It was um, one of those things where when we had money, we didn't have time. And when we had time, we didn't have money. <laughs> and so it, it, it took a long time to get the barn rebuilt. But we finally we finally um, got some time and some money all together at, you know, the same time. And um, and our, our two, two-man crew and my husband and his parents um, spent a solid week out there rebuilding all of the uh, the the bottom walls and getting it properly supported so that, it, you know, we didn't have to worry about it blowing over anymore. <laughs> right. And um, they finished this up one week, and and then that barn caught on fire. Oh, my word. <laughs> right? As, you know, it's starting to look promising. We thought, you know, great, this barn is it's finally going to be something. And then we had to have these little burn piles out. You know, as we were working on the barn, and they were burning some some of the you know the trash, uh. and uh, my husband had built this big door, a uh, sliding wooden door. And what we think happened was this door was beside a one of the burn piles, uh. and we think an ember from the burn pile had you know jumped onto that door. And when we hung that door on the barn, that it, because it's so windy, it after a while it just started to burn and it took the south side of our barn oh. um oh geez it was devastating but it really didn't do nearly as much damage as it could have done i have some pictures on my barn we the the interesting thing about our property when we bought this five acres everyone pulled up when they heard 
what we have bought. They said, oh, that place is haunted. <laughs> Haven't you heard? How could you buy that place? That place is haunted. And we, you know, and on, you know, from sources that weren't related. It was just really bizarre, all the different people who told us about our property being haunted. And we always just kind of, you know, brushed them off. <laughs> and then after the barn caught on fire, then people started saying, oh, well, you know, it's that goat. His name is Charlie Wacker. <laughs> they would say, well, you really have made Charlie Wacker mad. Uh, and he's the reason your barn caught on fire. And my husband and I looked at each other and we thought, you know, if we really made Charlie Wacker that mad, the barn wouldn't have still been standing. Like, it was just an entire comedy of errors when the barn caught on fire. Someone had seen it from the road and called it into the police department. And when they said Marine Barn is on fire, um, the police department went to my husband's parents' place, oh, which geez. is a five-mile wrong direction. So, you know, it was 45 minutes before they even got out to our place with fire out. And in that time, it could have been much, much much worse than it was. Oh, yeah. So we, we started telling people, au contraire, we, we didn't make that ghost mad. He's quite, you know, he's fine with us. But it, it definitely we have some weird things going on out there sometimes, which makes me think about him. But, um, but it's been a great part. Uh, it turned out really nice. And um, we finished it about three years ago. We finished it to be the offices for my husband for the, our construction company. And he moved in. In, in as offices. And then um, we had had some personal things going on. The, the local power company uh, had decided to put in a, a nuclear power plant, or they were looking to put in a nuclear power plant. They had chosen two sites in Iowa, and one of them was about seven miles from our barn. Oh, and we already had found out that our well water was seriously contaminated with nitrate um, so badly that we couldn't drink it. We have, in our part of Iowa, we have uh, the worst air quality in all of Iowa. Um, really bad. We've got a Monsanto plant not far, and we've got a uh, place where they take all the, the corn that they grow and turn it into uh, grain alcohol. Right. And so we have some pretty big industry, you know, 30 miles from us or so, which which uh, must with our, with our air quality. And so I told my husband, I said, you know, we already have water that we can't drink an air that's toxic. Right. And now they want to put in a nuclear power plant. And I said, I am not staying here for that. That's three strikes. And right. that's it. I'm not staying here. Right. So we had been, we had been planning for a while to build, to build this house, to live in uh, near our barn on our five acres. And when they said they were going to put in this nuclear power plant, I said, we're out of here. I'm not, not sticking around for this. Yeah. No, and, um, can't blame you. Uh, my husband. Yeah, my husband didn't like that. I mean, we just spent the last four or five years building up our business, and we're finally getting to a good point in it. And, you know, the thought of moving somewhere and starting all over in your business, it didn't appeal to him at all. Sure. I mean, after a year of them talking about how they were going to, they eventually chose our site. That's where they were going to put it in. They chose our site. They sold off the other one. And after a year of that, they, they finally decided, to scrap the plan altogether and invest in more wind um, outside of Des Moines. And so when when that decision became final, then I said, all right, we can, <laughs> I guess we can stay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I don't blame you, though. Right. I don't blame you, though. 
No, it's pretty scary. It was very, it was very disheartening. We moved to Iowa in part because we wanted this clean country life. Right. You know, we wanted wholesome atmosphere for our children, and then to find out all of these, the water and the air, and then the nuclear power plant. It, it didn't sit well with me at all. That wasn't what I envisioned when we had decided to move to Iowa. Absolutely. But anyway, after that was final, uh, we decided we would go ahead and build this passive house. My husband is a very interested in green building and uh, responsible, uh, environmentally friendly building practices. Um, passive house is a German concept, um, and it is a, uh, a home that uses about 90% less energy than the typical American home that's being built now, and it relies on super insulation and then also the the activities that go on in the home. Yeah. Uh, for the heating and cooling purposes, it also uh, is all calculated on, you know, mathematical models. They look at the home placement, the trees, the angle of the sun, and, and, um, and then they're also really big on um, indoor air quality. So they have it's called an air exchanger. They have these uh, air exchangers that they use to pump in fresh air and clean the air constantly. And so they're supposed to not only be very energy efficient, but also a very clean source of the air for, for people to breathe. So awesome. good for people with allergies or uh, people who are suffering right. in that way. Right. I, I like the idea since we have very dirty air in, in our or can have dirty air at times in our area. Uh, it really appeals to me to have at least a fresh, clean air in our house. Sure. Yeah, so, absolutely. So, we, so at the time we were living in town, we're about two miles away from our little five-acre homestead. And um, we decided that the easiest way to proceed with building a home would be to move out to our property. Uh, we wanted to be closer so that we could go out when we only had a half an hour and still accomplish something on the house. Sure. Um, and we we didn't know how how, how we were going to do that. We're you know we had this beautiful barn where we're going to live in the barn. Will we build a garage? Would we you know move in a a, a trailer? Right. You know, we, we tossed around a lot of ideas, and we looked at the economic feasibility of each, and we finally decided the best thing to do, and the thing that made the most sense to do, would be to move into the barn. Okay. So, in, in July, two years ago, in July of 2013, we moved we moved into our barn. Okay. We moved the offices out, and we moved our family of six in. So, <laughs> the way our barn works, uh, we've got about 1,000 square feet in the mow. My husband's name is Dan. Dan had built um, a, essentially a mini passive house up there, a box. Okay. So about a thousand square foot box, and it had three offices in it, and then a big open area, and then a powder. Okay. Um, but no kitchen, no shower, no laundry facilities, no, you know, none of that stuff. <laughs> so he had a downstairs on the ground floor, he had a big shop, okay. and he rigged up in his shop, he rigged up my kitchen. <laughs> so <laughs> the upstairs, the thousand square feet that we were living in is all climate controlled and very comfortable. It, it's not much like a barn at all. It's, you know, it's pretty nice. The downstairs part where the kitchen was is not. <laughs> so we moved in in July and we had massive problems with flies. We had a hard time getting air to flow in and out. We had, you know, it's just, it was really, it, it was a shock when you're used to living in a, you know, a pretty comfortable environment it was a big shock right um we had also our sh we had our shower down there i had my laundry down there so it was really like living on in two separate homes okay. if i wanted to do laundry or cook i, I couldn't be upstairs at the same time so my kids became very free range <laughs> um if they were you know if they were upstairs i had no idea what they were doing i couldn't hear them I couldn't see them. 
and they are 11. They're 11, 9, 7, and 5. So, you know, the little ones were normally with me, but the two bigger ones became, they were on their own or a lot more. Right. And it was fine. It was really hot in that kitchen. Um, we had we had uh, a couple of doors, but no, we couldn't get a cross breeze through it. Okay. Um, so it was, it was, it was. And I, I also have a big garden. I do a lot of canning and preserve a lot of food in the summer. So uh, that was all happening in there um, with all these flies. <laughs> it was, it was, I mean, I didn't like it at all. Um, but then it cooled off and the flies died and it got a lot better. Then we had the coldest winter on record. <laughs> then we had a problem with piping. So the water from, you know, all of the shower and the washing machine and everything drained. The shop was on the north side, and on the south side was, I could park my car over there. And, and there were stairs to go up to where we were living. Okay. Pipes ran. Now we had a heater in the kitchen side, and so it was it was warm there, but then to get to the outside, had to go through that cold, unconditioned space. Okay. And so we had a problem several times with frozen pipes. We couldn't use the washing machine. We couldn't use the shower. Um, that, was, that was very frustrating. We had uh, our water heater kept going out, and so we had cold water all the time. We still have that problem. It's just, I, I swear, it's just windy, 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 and it will blow out the pilot, the pilot lights, and then, the, you know, everything is a dud. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, um... <laughs> It's been it's been very interesting. It's, you know, it's, people will come over and say, "Can't believe you live like this." And you know, it. Uh, we I thought it would be about a year, and two years later, we're still we're still there. Just today, we're even still living in there today. But um, but it's worked out all right. It's been. I'm glad I enjoy living in the country. I'm glad I like having no neighbors. Yeah. Being close to my garden is so helpful. I had my garden out there while we were living in town. And, oh, you know, just being close to all that stuff makes such a difference. Oh sure, oh sure. Um, and you learn to get you learn to improvise and just kind of roll with it, don't you? <laughs> absolutely, you you have to. Absolutely, you yes. have to. You have to. Yeah. Let it all go. That so. sounded very familiar. I was chuckling more because I could. I was reminiscing while you were saying about that because when we were living in the canvas wall tent, our water tank froze because it was outside, and so we couldn't get showers either. We had a, a makeshift shower set up at camp, and my eggs started freezing. The first time that happened, it was the funniest oh. thing. I'm trying to crack my egg on the cast iron skillet, and it was like a golf ball. <laughs> I'm like, oh, wow, our eggs are frozen. And then everything oh, no. that we had that was canned was frozen, so we'd have to sit everything underneath the wood stove to warm oh. it up so that we could actually make something with <laughs> to eat. So I understand. It does yeah. get interesting. But you roll with it. That. For us, living in that canvas wall tent was the coolest time ever. It was just so, I don't know, it was just a big adventure. And so I would do that again in a heartbeat. But I understand what you're saying, especially when you have, you know, kids. It makes it a little tricky to be doing the shuffling. We have one, and and he was, like, so caught up in it, too. He really enjoyed it, too. But it sounds like your kids kind of roll with it as well, probably. I'm sure they're pretty used to just rolling with it as well. Have a choice. <laughs> I don't have a choice. I've been threatening them. We've we've gotten a little sloppy. We're just living in a barn, you know. <laughs> so when we move into this nice house. I keep telling them, you you have got to, you know, we've, we've got to lose some of 
these bad habits. We can't be you know, destroying the house before we ever move in there right away. So I, I, I joke with my husband. I said, maybe we belong more in a barn than we do in a house. <laughs> uh, we're, um, we're looking forward to the house. We think we're going to be moving in in about five weeks. So That's awesome. That's awesome. We're ready to... We're we're ready. Two years in the barn was that's that's fun enough. Well, and that's a good story. Your kids can always share that they lived in a barn for two years. You know, many parents ask if they oh. do live in a barn, and your kids actually can say they did. You know, <laughs> I know that's really funny. You know, I I, I home birthed all my babies. I had them all at home, oh, and awesome. um, so many people told me after we moved into the barn, you have to have one more baby so you can say their baby was born in a barn. <laughs> <laughs> You've no, got. I'm done. (laughs) Not to mention you're running out of time. You only have five weeks, so. (laughs) Right, I know. (laughs) Butter does have a nice mug, which says, as a matter of a fact, I was raised in a bar. (laughs) (laughs) That's perfect. We're just, we're going to take a short break to hear some words from our sponsors, and we're going to come back and talk some more to Michelle. Stay tuned. The new Pioneer Magazine, taking the skills and techniques of yesteryears and combining it with solar, hydroponics, and various other advancements of today, creating the most robust pioneering magazine on the market. In addition to the new Pioneer Magazine, they also have available the American Frontiersman Magazine, taking you back to a more primitive time, and both magazines can be found at newpioneermag.com. Get your copies today and be prepared for tomorrow. Do you have a loved one or are you suffering from celiac disease or a gluten intolerance? Trying to find that perfect flour? Whether you are baking cookies, flaky pie crust, or baking breads from scratch, or you are looking for a quick cake from a package, look no further. Better Batter offers non-GMO gluten-free products with an assortment of packaged items as well as flour packaged in varying sizes including their bulk sizes, perfect for those of you that are practicing your preparedness skills. Better Batter's not just another gluten-free flour. It's what you have been searching for. Visit betterbatter.org. Do you have your free digital subscription to Prepare Magazine yet? If not, then hurry over to preparemag.com and start getting each monthly issue sent directly to your inbox. It's easy. All you have to do is go to preparemag.com, enter your name and email address, and you're subscribed. Consider signing up for the premium membership for past issues and exclusive resources. You can even subscribe to the beautiful print version of Prepare Magazine. Visit preparemag.com and choose the option that's most valuable to you. Prepare Magazine, encouraging, empowering, and enriching your journey. Okay, we are back, and we are speaking with Michelle Marine. She is from SimplifyLiveLove.com, and she is sharing her adventures of living in a barn. But she also has some great other stories to share, I'm sure, because Michelle does a lot on her homestead. Uh, Michelle, you guys homeschool as well, correct? Yes, we do. We're, we're, we do. Okay. We homeschool. And um, we, we recently got into raising our own chickens. Nice. Nice. So we've had um, egg layers for a year, and I've just raised my first batch of um, of meat birds, which was very interesting <laughs> That's for a... me as a city girl. Okay, okay. Now, have you already butchered uh, them? Uh, I I have I butchered four myself, okay. and then and then I had a bigger batch. I had twenty five, and I uh, couldn't stomach. I, I just couldn't do it again. The four was enough. Okay. 
Um, we actually took them, we took them for processing to an Amish uh, chicken or poultry processing facility a few weeks ago, and I I really like that process. Okay. I like that a lot better than doing it myself. <laughs> okay. Okay. So. But it is certainly nice yeah. to have that non-GMO fresh meat in your freezer and know where it came from. How about it? Oh, yeah. It's <laughs> awesome. And, and the, the chickens, it was kind of interesting. Of course, I, I fed them organic feed because that's important to me that they were fed non-organic feed. And then right. and I took these 18 birds down to this little Amish uh, poultry processing facility and somehow brought home the wrong birds. Ah. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I have... I uh, was there at the same time as another woman. She was picking up her birds, and she lived there in this area. And it was quite a drive for me. It was about two and a half hours to this um, this place. And um, oh, geez. And she was going on about how she hoped that she got her birds. You know, she they better give me my birds. <laughs> and uh, and I said, well, this is you know this is a professional business. I'm sure they have a method. Right. They have to have a method. They they wouldn't just give someone the the wrong birds. Right. So I, I, she got hers before me, and I, and then he told me to start loading up mine. They were finished, and so I was putting them in the car, and I was counting them all up as I was putting them in the coolers to take them home. And I, I don't remember what number I got to, but then he finished up whatever he was doing in the office and helped me load, and and then I lost count. And I was looking at these birds and uh, patting myself on the back. They were all very uniform in size, and you know they look great. And I thought, wow, I've, I'm such a good first time chicken raiser. I've done such a good job. Look at these great birds. And and I get all the way home, and I you know I'm shoving them in freezers, and and I, I kept one out. I was going to cook it the next day, and I was getting ready to cook it the next day when my husband calls me, and he says, "Don't cook that bird." <laughs> You two ladies calling me from the <laughs> yeah. So I, you know, I thought, well, you know, hook up your horse and buggy and drive up here. It's going to take you the weekend to get here. It's going to be two and a half hours driving, seventy miles an hour. Right. <laughs> so we managed to work it out. Um, my dad was actually coming up from Missouri to visit me, and and he was able to swap them. So. Oh, nice. It all worked out in the end. I'm glad to have my own because I'm pretty sure she did not feed her birds organically. And mine mine definitely were, they, there was a bigger range. I mean, that was the problem. Mine were a little smaller and they and the weight range, the weight range wasn't as consistent as her at that. But, okay. but it is one of the best chicken I've ever had. I'm really, I'm, I'm, I'm very pleased and I'm, awesome. I'm glad I got my own. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> After all that. But yeah, it- and... I know. After all that, and I, I, I think it's important to know how to how to do that. I'm glad I now know. Yeah. If I have to, yeah. Butcher a chicken. I know what to do. Yeah, exactly. We educate on that and sh- and have oh. done videos on that sh- to show people mm-hmm. how to do it. Also, we. My husband grew up on a chicken farm, and I grew up on a farm where we raised our, you know, just a- enough chickens for us for the year. So we were both really familiar. And it's something that you know, it's not for everybody, like you said, um, but it is definitely a skill that people should know. Our son knows how to do it. Also, just you know, it's it's like it's in our eyes, it's a life skill, you know, to be able to feed your family. So. I, I agree. Yeah, I'm really glad that 
I'm glad I did that. Yeah. I, I, I'm going to take, if I do chickens again, I'm going to take them back down. I'll try again with the Amish man, but. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I got my own, my own back. <laughs> well, it was, it was just, it's just funny how it happened because she was so worried about getting the wrong ones that she did end up getting them anyway. But now do you, do you guys raise other animals or do you just have the chickens so far? Uh, we have a great Pyrenees dog, okay. um, and we have some rabbits, but they're they're just pets. They're four H rabbits, so okay. we don't we don't have any other livestock. Our our five acres is not fenced, and uh, and I would like to. I think we would, we have talked about getting some goats uh, and a pig, but I don't know. You know, we don't. My husband is not thrilled with the idea of putting up a fence. So I think we we need that. Yeah, we move into any other livestock. Yeah, well, and especially so we can put the. We can put the goats on a on an electric collar. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how that would work, but you could try it. We've actually no. we we have goats, and I have friends uh-huh. that have goats. We've been fortunate that our goats we let them loose, or we we have the mamas on leads, and the four young just stay close. And we actually have them mowing our grass this summer and cleaning off our property. Because they're really good lawnmowers and property cleaners. However, if you've got fruit trees or a garden or anything of value, they eat trees, they eat shrubs, they eat everything. So the friends of ours that that did have them lost a lot of their fruit trees and part of their garden because they got out and weren't supposed to. So goats are one of those animals that it's better to have them in behind high walls so they can't jump out because they are jumpers and... But they are also mm-hmm. good lawnmowers, and, and we have milk goats, mm-hmm. and I would not trade that for anything. They're, our goat's milk is so good, and I'm so thankful to have it. Mm-hmm. So it is nice to have the other animals, but yet, you know, sometimes you have to either have the extra expense of putting up fencing or, or we, we in this case, we put up a little barn with a, like a stable kind of thing. So, mm-hmm. so it, you know, it adds to the expense of your homestead, but then there's also the benefits to it too. So, and it, right. and for right. us, another benefit was we had bred ours last year and our son takes care of them. So that was a neat experience for him when the babes came in January that he got to experience that. And, and it was just funny watching him cause he was super proud. <laughs> oh, I bet. Yeah. I bet. So, that's, that's great. And it, it's good experience for yeah. the kids. I'm sure your kids are enjoying fi- getting the eggs and, and caring for the animals mm-hmm. as well. Yep. Yeah. We love the chickens. The chickens are awesome. I'm, they're funny. I never would have thought that they have so much personality. <laughs> they do. Do you free range yours? Yeah, they do. Yes. Yeah. We didn't, we didn't free range yeah. ours for the first three years. We have larger predators. We have wolves and, and cougar and that, that come uh-huh. and the wolves were coming in really close, you know, hundred yards, 150 mm-hmm. yards from the house. So we were a little leery on it, but we started free ranging them this year. And oh my word, if they aren't the funniest things to watch, it is just so hysterical. Some of the things they do, we get a good kick out mm-hmm. of it a lot. <laughs> they are. Oh, yeah. Oh, we have two ducks too. I forgot about the ducks. Oh, nice. They are. They are. They are funnier than the chickens. <laughs> <laughs> now, are those four H ducks of- too, or do you have those for eggs? Um, we, it was kind of an, another interesting situation where a friend of mine, uh, her neighbor, her neighbor's daughter had bought these from, you know, a feed store around Easter. Okay. Without okay. permission. 
Okay. And then had them in their basement, and they weren't being cared for well, and they couldn't keep them. And so I said, we'll bring them out here. And that's how I ended up with me for the first time. I thought they were egg layers initially, and I showed up, and I said, these are the strangest-looking chickens I have ever seen. And then I learned they weren't egg layers at all. They were Cornish cross meat birds. So, and and they, two ducks came with them. So. Okay. <laughs> so that's how we ended up with meat bird business. Okay. Uh, but, the, but they do. The, the ducks recently started laying eggs, which we collect and, and keep and eat. So. Oh, yeah. They're really uh, good. They are yeah, really I good. Would, they're great. Yeah, they're great. They're hard to crack, but they're, they're great. Now, they just started doing that a couple weeks ago, so that's new. The duck eggs. Okay. That's pretty new. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, we have friends that will say that, you know, eggs, an egg's an egg. But I, oh, there is nothing yeah. better than a fresh homestead egg that, with the big, thick, yellow yolk. I mean, they're just so good. And, and again, you know what you're feeding your animals, you know what you're eating, and mm-hmm. I wouldn't trade that for anything. <laughs> no. Uh, no, I, I think it's great. I have, uh. I have to special order my feed in. I'm thankful that that the, the feed store will do it. So, you know, I have to drive all over looking for an organic or non-GMO feed for them. But right. yeah, the town thinks I'm a loon. <laughs> That's all right. Let them. At least you'll be healthier. <laughs> <laughs> Where do you pay all this more money for, you know? But it's, I, I feel uh, so important because you went to this from scratch diet. So, you know, as well as we do, how much of an impact that has on our, on our bodies, because when you're mm-hmm. eliminating all that processed food and, and making everything yourself, it is so much more wholesome and you feel so much better. We do anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah it's, um, I wouldn't trade it. it. It It's definitely a lot more work, but yeah, exactly. It's worth it. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I agree. We're actually yeah. running out of time, yeah. but I wanted to do two things. One is to wish you well on your new home, and I would love um, – I'm, I'm going to be following your blog heavily to see what, what you're sharing and, and how your move goes in the house and everything. But um, the other thing is I wanted to thank you for joining me as well and offer you the opportunity to give my listeners um, any words of encouragement to embrace such a lifestyle. Oh, I, you know, <laughs> I, I I had uh, someone else um, interview me recently and, and ask me, you know, for uh, words of encouragement and um, trying to remember what I said. But, <laughs> I, you know, oh, she asked me if it came easily for me or if I had, you know, if I had to work at living this way. And um, okay. it's hard for me. I think the, 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 the hardest thing from being turned off, the hardest thing for me has been, um, trying to get rid of the negative from my life. Okay. Um, not, trying to stop caring what people think about me. Oh, like, yeah. you know, the people in my town who think I'm crazy for wanting a non-GMO food for my chickens. Right. you know? Right. Um, the, 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 the biggest piece of advice I have is just don't worry about what people think. Yep. You know, you, gotta, you have to do what works for you, what's best for your family. And, and sometimes the best thing to say is, this is what works for my family. Yep. Yep. And this makes us happy. People can't argue with that. No, they can't. And that's awesome. Oh. That's awesome. And that is something that I'm sure goes a lot. You know, we had people betting on us when we moved out here that there's just no way they're going to do this, you know, and it kind of, that kind of attitude empowers us, you know, we, we were determined to prove them wrong, but it's true. You know, you, you've got a lot of naysayers when you embrace something that's different than the norm and, 
and I don't know about you, but it's been an amazing ride. Yes, there's been ups and downs. Yes, there's been crazy stuff. But would I do it again? Absolutely. Right. Yep. Right. <laughs> yeah, people told me I couldn't have my babies at home, and I did. And then people told me, well, you can't homeschool, and I did. And yep. people said, well, you can't live in a barn, and we did. We've done it all. <laughs> yeah. And, and <laughs> we've had some great stories, and we've had a lot of fun. And, and I think that that counts more than 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 what other people think other people might say or think about us Abs- in the long run. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Michelle, I can't thank you enough for joining me and sharing all that with us. And, um, I wish you the best moving into your home. At least you don't have to move far. That's awesome. <laughs> and we don't have to move in a blizzard this year. We've done that too. <laughs> yes. And I will be sharing it on my, on my blog. I do have, um, I have the whole story of moving the barn with a lot of pictures. It's, um, it's pretty, it was a really amazing process to see that barn move. And I've got posts on that. And I've also, I haven't been as great about sharing the passive house build, but I do have several blog posts awesome. um, with, with the, with, about the process what the passive house is. Okay. Awesome. And, well, I will sh- uh, and what's going on there. I will share the links to all that in the show notes for the show when it goes live. So they will have the ability to link up to that and then they can just visit your blog as well. But that's what actually intrigued me to connect with Michelle was the pictures of the barn moving. So I just think that's awesome. And and again, I wish you the best of luck and I thank you again for joining me and everybody. Thanks so much for taking the time out of your day. I know your time is valuable and I thank you for sharing it with me until next show. You guys take care. And God bless. You're listening to the Mountain Woman Radio Show, where you will learn something new every week. We hope you enjoyed the show and encourage you to join us at TreyerWilderness.com. And be sure to connect with us on iTunes. Remember, your reviews on iTunes are very important to us and help us reach more people just like you. 